Previously on The Mortal Power. Paro's hand just passes through these two chests. All right, it's going in my pocket. Don't give a shit about the bracelet. That's going in my ass pocket. My bad. (laughs) (laughs) It tastes exactly like your mother's stew. You mechanically feel probably about a hit point better. There is a massive smile on my face. There is suddenly a voice that echoes around all of you. Those were names. Two I've uh, pissed off permanently. Are you saying you killed them? Uh, yes. Hundreds of thousands of tiny little lights shine all over the walls that seem to almost twinkle. You've already got the cradle. The stars of the cradle glow brighter. It flares into life and make it hover in the sky. You are somewhere in the ice ring that circles the planet Alphalan. Where the fuck are we? towards the village you can see that in front of you that the houses are mostly made of wood and stone and that kind of makes sense because you are halfway up a mountain with a very big deep dark forest sort of stretching out below you towards the foot of the mountains there are little lights twinkling in the windows it's still twilight the stars have kind of like rotated across the sky as far as you guys have been walking but the light doesn't seem to have changed and that's something that you guys know is common for the area that you're in Um, The houses, looking at them, you notice that some of them are sort of the scale for either Natalia and Taro, and some of them are smaller. They look more like Meredith-sized. And Devin kind of turns to the little village as he walks towards it and goes, Well, welcome to Little Ebbing. Thank you very much, sir. It's a a charming place, Devin. It's truly charming. It is indeed. Um, Thank you very much. Can you show us the way to the inn? Ah, well, we don't, we don't really have an inn here. We're not exactly a tourist hub, you know. Oh, how quaint. Uh, well, I suppose you could say that. It's uh, not very practical, but... Uh, um, Mr Devon, would there be anywhere that we could stay? Because it's very cold out here. I imagine you must be freezing. You're not dressed for this weather and you don't seem to have much on you. I suppose... Uh, I suppose you can stay the night with me if you want. I've got a spare room. Yes, please, sir. We'd be happy to, Devin. Now, uh, lead the way. Let's let's get going. All right, well, before I do, I just need to check. I just want to check on Aston's house. I just want to see if he did come home or if I missed him or something. Well, all, all right, if you insist. I'll just be a minute, if you just follow me. He starts to lead you into the village, and you can see that the houses are sort of more randomly placed than actually planned out. There's a main road that's not paved, but the ground is worn down enough that it's easy to walk along but the houses don't seem to be put in any sort of pattern. And as it gets sort of towards the end of the main road, where you can see the path curves down towards the forest, he turns to a little house on the right and knocks on the door. And the door opens, and a woman with the same sort of pale skin and brown hair, sort of plaited, pokes her head round. And as she does, the huge head of a Dalmatian also kind of goes out the door. And Devon leans down and he pats the dog and he says... Aston's not been home, has he? 
and she shakes her head and goes, er, no, not yet, but we're not expecting him back really just now. I suppose he'll be back in the next hour or so. Why? And Devon goes, oh, no, no, I just thought he'd be back. Would you let me know when he is back? There's just a couple of wee things I want to speak to him about. And she goes, of course. Uh, who are... Who are your friends there? And she peers over to look at all three of you. Well, uh, I am Terry Tornassian, the noted adventurer and explorer. You may well have heard of me. In fact, I'd be surprised if you hadn't, but I suppose you probably don't get much news out this way. And this is my travelling band, my companions. Whoa, whoa, whoa. My name is Natalia from the city of Sindarian. I think you'll find this is my band of adventurers. Um, very. I just lean out from behind the two of them and, and, and wave. She gives you a little hesitant wave and she goes, Right. Okay, well, I'm afraid I haven't heard of either of you before, but a uh, pleasure to meet you, I'm sure. Well, uh, that's unfortunate for you. Uh, I evidently saw. As we're having this exchange, I'm doing my best to keep this second sword, which I don't have a scabbard for, <laughs> behind my back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, hold on one second. No, she doesn't seem to notice. And she looks back to Devon and Devon kind of shrugs his shoulders and goes, yeah, what a... All right, you just let me know when Aston gets home. And she goes, of course, see you later, and closes the door. Devon turns back to you guys with a confused look on his face and he goes, right, well, uh, I suppose you better follow me to my house. All right, please lead on, good sir. Of course. I feel very good about this decision that I've made and this offer that I've offered. <laughs> and he starts kind of heading towards his house and he branches off to the left and kind of goes around one of the circles until he's a wee bit from Aston's house. You see, this is the trouble when I start doing a Scottish accent. <laughs> it starts coming back into my normal narration and I've got to try and cut it back. Um, he opens his door and it's not locked. The doors here don't really seem to have locks on them. And as he leaves you in, there seems to be one big main room with a bunch of sofas and couches, a fireplace, a little kitchen area towards the back. There's two doors on the left and one on the right. And he walks in and immediately starts to light the fire. He goes, uh, close the door behind you. Come in, come in. Have a seat. I close the door. Does it close? Did we yes. do it? Did I close the door? You, you solved my door puzzle. Do, do, I, do I have to roll for that one or... That's, you uh, gain three levels, congratulations. Ca- ca- can I roll for that one, please? <laughs> can you roll for it? Sure. Yeah, I'm rolling. Make me a... a I got a natural 20. Roll. I'm going to fucking... Oh, I, I wasted my Make natural... Make me a dexterity check. I rolled natural 20. I'm not, you rolled natural yeah, 20? Yeah, I rolled natural 20. Dang, that's one shot door. <sighs> what you close the door and it like clicks into place with the most satisfying click that you've ever heard a door make. I look nice. at Tarot with newfound respect. <laughs> I wink. I am not sure what to make of that. I am making my way over towards the fireplace and sitting myself down on the floor as close to it as possible. Okay. As you guys start to get settled, Devon lights the fire and it roars into life. And he goes into one of the side rooms and he comes back a moment later with three very thick furred blankets. And he brings them over and he hands them to each of you and he goes, I don't really, uh, I mean, uh, I, I can give you some... Uh, extra clothing if you want but i'm a bit bigger than all of you especially you uh ma'am so i don't think it would fit you it'd be very comfortable but i've got some blankets for now if that's all right if if you would if you should find yourself um uh, with any sort of spare clothing i would be very happy to take a little while to adapt it i'm, I'm quite handy with a needle i mean spare as in like 
you can wear it for the night. I, I do want to keep my. Uh, well, no, obviously, the um, if it, we would, we would, um, well, I, I don't know about my companions, but I, I would be happy to, to pay for some warmer shirt or coat of some kind. Oh, oh, I don't know. I, I don't. I, no, you don't. You don't need to do that. I, I, give me a minute, and and I'll see what I can, uh, what I can find. I, I, I tell you what, I'm just gonna. Um, do you, are you hungry? Are you thirsty? Um, I wouldn't say no to something to eat. That would be very kind. I think we are rather parched. Right. I've travelled here to, to sample the local cuisine, and I'm very much looking forward to it. <laughs> and uh, what local cuisine would that be, perhaps? I'm about to find out. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough, I yeah, suppose. Uh, well, the, uh, the dish of the evening is broth and stew, because that's all I'm really good at making, if I'm honest. Broth? And stew. Well, it starts out as broth, but if you leave it long enough, it does become stew. That's disgusting, <laughs> but I'm looking forward to it. So we'll we'll just see at what point you guys really want to eat it, and then it'll either be broth or soup or stew, or one of the three. I like broth. There you go. You'll be eating quickly in no time. <laughs> yeah. And he goes over to his stove, and he takes a big kind of metal pot, and you can see inside, as he starts setting it up, that there's already remnants of stew in there. And he adds a whole lot of water and he lights a little fire underneath the stove and he starts to stir it. And after a second or so, when it's settled on the fire, he heads through again to the same door that he went through. And a moment or two later, he comes back with three, what are clearly nightshirts that he probably grew out of maybe like six years ago, five years ago. They're all relatively roughly made. Some have got like holes in them and places. The hems have come undone. You can actually see where it's been let down a couple of times to make it last longer. And he kind of sheepishly holds them out to the three of you and goes, that's all I've got, but they're very warm, you see. They've got thick material, so they'll probably help a wee bit. Oh, they they look wonderful, sir. Thank you very much. Such Um, great hospitality. I proceed to put it on over the top of my clothes and then wrap myself back up in the blanket. It, it absolutely dwarfs you. Like, it, it's like a dress that's like three times too long for you. I am very small. I do the same. And as I do, I look around the room and I'm especially looking for any books. Any books? Roll me investigation. Uh, nine. Nine. <laughs> that was nine. Uh, you look around. You start to look around. But as you do, you notice very quickly, Tara, are you putting your... Yeah, yeah, count me in. As you look around, you notice, like, Mary kind of climbing into her nightshirt, but Tara has a moment of difficulty with the horns, because this is not quite a garment. It can only go over the head, it's not very easy to get off. The horn kind of goes through one hole already in the shirt, and it kind of distracts you for a second before (laughs) everybody starts to speak again. And you don't see any books, actually. There doesn't even seem to be a bookshelf or anything like that. Okay. You all manage to put your clothing on. (laughs) (laughs) So we solved your clothing puzzle. (laughs) <laughs> Are we in like a kind of kitchen diner type scenario? What's the... Yeah, it's all one sort of room. And uh, Devin, who's come back in, he um, starts to ladle out the soup broth at this point, which has started to boil. And he comes over and he puts it in your hands, each a bowl full of this very nice smelling stew. It's a bit watery. There's little bits of grease on top. It's clearly not like expertly cooked. And he gives you each a uh, hunk of bread roll that's a bit stale and he sits down at one end of the couch with a bowl in his hand and he goes so really how did you get here really on foot my friend i mean that is technically true 
As I take my bowl from him, I would like to smile in thanks and with my hand on the side of the bowl, just in Thieves' Cant, sign hello and see if anything happens. Nothing happens. He doesn't seem to take any particular notice of that. That's fine. I will go and sit down silently and let the other two do that talky thing they're so good at. (laughs) Now, I'm very interested in what sort of job you have that means you can go and lie down in the road for four hours. What's your life story, friend? How you end up in this position? Well, I'm a forester, of course. What does that mean? It means I chop down trees. Chopped any good trees lately? (laughs) I did. I chopped a very good tree, actually, yesterday, which is exactly why I had a day off. Oh, good... Good work, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad. Uh, what sort of trees chopped down? Well, the big pine trees in the forest just down that way. I'm are sure all, you would have seen it. They all, are, all, are they all the same? What's the, uh, what's the nuance to this, uh, to this technique? Well, uh, you want to find one that's probably a wee bit dead, so that it's a wee bit easier to splinter. But you want to make sure that you know which way it's going to fall. And, and, anyway, hold on. Take me on a word on. journey here, friend. No, I want to travel no, the world you through your me. eyes. I want you to take me on a journey. How did you? get past the lemming. We've got guards here. We've got little, we've got ways in which we can watch the roads, you know. There's only one way back up and one way down. There's no way you could have found the back way and it's pretty difficult and you're not kidding out for and it. And yet we didn't see any guards. So, ball's in your court, my friend. Why do you have guards on a village this small? I mean, I notice it seems very friendly here. Everybody's lovely and you don't lock your doors. Well, no, but you know, people get bored and it's something for people to do every now and again. Keeps boys out of trouble. That's what I think. Also, we're not too far from Grendelford, so so very occasionally you'll get someone who, you know, running away from there, and they tend to pick the only path up the mountain, which is us, so we're that wee last stopgap between here and, sort of, you know, the peaks. What is this Grendelford place you speak of? The next big town over. It's through the forest, sort of, more towards the, uh, the, the foot of the mountains. Actually, uh, we've got a, we've got a group of hagglers going down tomorrow morning. We can probably get them to take you if, if that's where you want to be heading. Uh, possibly. Might I ask, why are they running away from Grendelford? Oh, it's just a big city, you know. You get a wee lad in trouble who's, you know, s- stolen a wee thing here and they've thought, oh, I better leave town for a while and we're the only other place nearby, so, you know, we just I mean, we've only got three guards, so it's more for sure. Makes everyone feel a bit better occasionally. Sometimes someone has a fight. How did you get up the mountain again? Well, we came from the other side, you see. We, uh, we set off early in the morning. Uh, we had to be quick uh, before the uh, before you know the mists come down, and we uh, we headed up through the path from uh, Banda Babalin, and uh, <laughs> we uh, we walked the old road. You see, we'd um, you might notice Nat here is a bit of a reader. Uh, she'd been reading uh, some books, and she happened to find a map of the old road. I thought, you know, too good a time, chance it is any, so we headed off. There's um, something very interesting about this area, apart, quite apart from the natural beauty and the uh, friendliness of, of the residents. Um, and, you know, actually, I think in terms of demonstrating cuisine, this is extremely nice broth. So thank you very much for sharing it with us. Um, I don't know. I, I've not come across magic much myself. But, you know, if there's anything around here in the area where, you know, odd stories, funny things that you might have heard about? Uh, I mean... Kind of more towards the mountains than than towards the villages, really. I mean, do you mean recently? Well, I suppose. 
around a, a month and a half ago, we had a bit of a we had a bit of out of season mountain fog. You know, when the skies light up, it was a bit weird. But I don't think it was magic. It was probably just you know weather. Yeah, probably. It's a there's not a lot of magic around here. You know, this is a course where a, I mean, I'm sure you know the local myth of uh, of ice tooth, right? Of course. Although we found that sometimes it changes depending on who tells it. So if you could tell us your version, that would be very interesting. Really, it's a pretty simple story. It's just. Back in the beginning, there was this great big snake that went around the world. It got bigger and bigger, and it bit its own tail, and it killed itself because it throws itself to death, and that's why we've got ice here. It's not that hard. Well, I mean, sometimes there are embellishments. I suppose Taro would be the one to tell you about that more than me. <laughs> you do seem to spin a good tail. Now, as I was saying, we'd set off early in the morning, uh, but we'd certainly kitted up for this one. We didn't think the old road was going to be easy. You know, I feel like she continue the story. Uh, nearby city. Natalia's just gonna sort of sidle in. Ah, well, well, the nearby city, Grendelford. I mean, Grendelford. Yes. What What do you want to know about it? Have you heard of any magical occurrences there? Ah, no, not really. Not that I can think of. Not really. We've not got a lot of magic in in these parts, really. Not that I know of. I certainly don't. And he kind of like waves his fingers and like a woo I, wave. I go, <laughs> like it's really funny. <laughs> I wave my fingers, but very carefully. As <laughs> 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 you oh, do that, he looks at you and he goes, oh, you look like you've got a bit of red on you. What is that? Oh, it's nothing. Is that a tattoo or something? Yes. Yes, it is. It, that it, must It's have a hurt. lovely tattoo. Oh, you know, I've quite forgotten the pain. Right. All right. What a. I mean. It's it's there to remind me that I'm always ready. Oh, that's that's very good. I like that. That's a good one. That's a that's a sure to keep you going. All right. What a. Like I said, you're welcome to stay here for the night. Uh, if you're looking to move on to Grendelford, it's probably a your best bet's probably a the way that we are. You'll be wanting to head down through the mountain path through the forest. And then you'll be there. It's about two days' walk or so from here, so... I mean, but I do... I do want to stress that, uh, you know, like... I'm not saying that you guys are acting really suspicious and weird or anything, uh, but we are minimum two days' walk from anywhere. You don't really have coats or tents, and I'm very confused as to how you got past us and up the mountain, because you really should have died. You're not listening to my story. We came from the other side of the mountain. Yeah, but that's like... That's four days' walk away. Well, yeah. But how did you do it? <laughs> On foot. I was about to tell you, but people keep interrupting me. Oh, I'm sorry. Please do continue. As I was saying, it was a cold morning. We kitted up. We're heading off down the old road. And uh, after about a day's travelling, you know how it is. You get up through the foothills. We'd, uh, we'd realised we were deep and lost in, in the back foothills. Uh, and at that point, we decided to abandon all our clothes. And we walked much faster after that. And now we're here. Speaking of clothes, um, is there anywhere where we could uh, possibly purchase some clothes and uh, equipment? Uh, we've got a we've got a wee shop that you can get some stuff from, but mainly our trade comes from Grendelford. You'll want to sort of wait a couple of days and wait for some stuff to come up. Generally, it works on like an order place sort of way. A wee shop, you say? Uh, just a wee one. You know, just with what's locally available. We sort of help each other out a bit, you know. It's sort of our thing. Um, I mean, if, if we stay another few days, we haven't anywhere to stay but what you 
very generously provided for us here. So I suppose we're either going to be cold on the road or or cold not on the road somewhere Ooh. in the village. Well, if you want to head down to Grandalford, like I said, tomorrow we've got a caravan going down. They'll probably take you. It's only a day's ride. I look at the others. Well, my friends, looks like we're going to ride the caravan. Uh, yes. I, I don't know why you said it in such a grand manner, but yes. Well, I suppose it's time we should sleep. Our party is very tired. I am bleeding still, I think. Uh, really sorry. <laughs> Where are you bleeding from? I, I don't know. <laughs> you don't Do want, you want to know. To, uh, there were some wolves. Do you want me to have a little look at that? I mean, I'm no medic, but... Uh, well, it depends. You can look at my arms if you'd like. All right. It, I don't think... Are they bleeding? Are my arms bleeding, you think? <laughs> no! Are my arms bleeding? You be? Am I bleeding? <laughs> or am I making this up? I'm on one HP. You're not you bleeding. Be, am I bleeding? You had a small nosebleed in the cave when Natalia decked you, but that's right. it. I mean, we're all at stupidly low hit points at the moment because we didn't take you any all, rests. Yeah, you all look pretty ragged. You all feel exhausted. You're tired. You're no longer hungry, but you're still cold, even with the fire and the blankets. It is very cold here. I feel like a long rest would be a good plan. You all look battered. You all look a bit like, you know, you've been through some stuff. You're very tired. You're cold. You're no longer hungry, but you're not bleeding from anywhere. At least not visually. My mistake. (laughs) Internal bleeding. The best kind. Maybe. (laughs) In that case, uh, we ought to be off to sleep. All right, that's fine. Right, well, like I said, I do have a spare room. I've got one bed, and I can put some blankets on the floor. I will take the bed. I've got to take the bed. Show me the bed. I mean, it's very cold, and um, I think perhaps if we were... To, none of us is huge. If we were to share the bed, we would be more likely to stay warm. Oh, my lord. Are you talking about a, 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 a big spoon, little spoon situation here? Uh, Where did the spoons come in? I am pretty much talking about that, but uh, nothing more than that, Mr. Tarot. Let me make that perfectly clear. Devin very loudly opens the bedroom door and goes, This is the room, I'll see you in the morning, and then goes into another room. I'm All speaking right. from a purely practical standpoint here. We'll be very clear on the lack of touching here. I don't know what you're insinuating, but I'm not one to be touched. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, unless we're going to be close to each other, we're not going to get the benefit of the warmth, love. Fine. There's a nice fire here. <laughs> right, that's fine by me, whatever. Um, and I will bundle myself up slightly grumpily in my blankets. Um, Are we not doing it? I thought we were going to do the, 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 the thing. Well, if you're going to lie on the opposite side of the bed from me, I'm not going to get any warm, <laughs> am I? Fine. Okay, All right, no, I will look, look, no, cautiously no snuggle towards Tarot, paying very good attention to his emotional boundaries. Okay, so after a small standoff, Tarot and Neriam slowly climb into the bed. Meredith. It's a big double bed. There's a fair it's amount of space. It's a double bed, Natalia, come on, you're going to be cold out there. Why are you so... Oh, I don't know. Uh, uh. And how warm is it by the fire? It's warm, but there aren't any more logs in it, and Devon has disappeared. Uh, okay. And I will Look, join the pile. I'm little, I'll go in the middle, and then you don't ha- you know. Yeah, it was my idea. Fine, I'm going to just get in the bed. Just... My clothes are staying on, though. <laughs> okay. oh, so I am think I. Everyone's yeah. The point is warm. All right. The point is warm. <laughs> 
I, this is a weird situation all in all. What we, is this D and D? What are we okay. playing? What we all this? sleep together. Yeah. <laughs> Good God! Wow! This is what you planned a... from the start, isn't it? Hey, I said there was space on the floor. But it's cold, baby. It's cold outside. I know. Sleeping when you are cold is miserable. <laughs> Speaking of, this room actually has no windows. It's one thing that you've noticed is that the front room had windows, but the bedroom doesn't seem to have any. And actually, it does seem to be a bit warmer because of it. Yeah. There does seem to be a less of a breeze. But you guys, I assume you your swords you put aside and stuff. And like, <laughs> no, we sleep with our swords out <laughs> without the scabbards. Or not? <laughs> Can I put my my sword down the back of the bed? Right, like like the other headboard. I, I guess, bed? yeah. Yes, you can do that. I mean, to be fair, it's not going to be the first time Nerium's been in a bed with two swords, but... <laughs> I don't like this campaign. <laughs> this is... <laughs> okay, all right, okay. So, it probably takes you guys, like, a little while to fall asleep because it is intensely Because our boundaries awkward. are being invaded. <laughs> Everybody is very aware of where everyone else is in a small double bed. But it is warm. And you guys do all manage to drop off. Can I say, it does not take Nerium long to drop off at all. She does not have an issue with this. She just falls asleep. Okay. It takes Natalia fucking ages. Okay. Because this has been a day of new experiences, (laughs) to put it mildly. (laughs) And I don't think she's ever shared a bed with someone. Okay. There you go. So Natalia takes longer. Nerium's out like a light. I'll be in the middle. But not physically because like... But not physically the because middle. yeah, the, the time. Yeah, don't roll over. I'm small. You'll squash me. Okay. All right. After some time, you guys aren't entirely sure when because you all are asleep. You're awoken. And you're all woken at exactly the same time because the door of the bedroom flies open. And as you all blink awake and glance over... There is a very, very tall, broad woman with pale skin and long brown hair that's tied up in a sort of high ponytail. You've not seen her before. And she has snow melting on her thick furs and leathers and on her pale skin. And she is brandishing an axe. And she points it at the three of you and she goes, Don't move a muscle. You three are under arrest for the murder of Aston Caius. All right. Uh, what? She starts to step into the room, still holding out the axe. And you can see behind her that there are two other human guards with that same pale skin and dark hair. And they both kind of scurry into the room and very hesitantly hang back, looking nervous and brandishing short swords. And she goes, get their weapons. And they creep around the edge of the bed, very tentatively take your swords, which have been left on the side, and pull back. And she goes, slowly now. Out the bed, all of you. I'm presumably who's closest to the side of the bed. (laughs) You all spoke at the same time. (laughs) Somebody other than me talk. And so, an extremely awkward scenario of people climbing over each other and like falling (laughs) off out the bed. We've got to organise this right. Whoever's nearest to the side should get out first. Come on. All right, we get out the bed. Kneeing somebody. I mean, it would be Nat first, realistically. Yeah. Because they got in last. Excuse me, now. Firstly, let me say, uh, these are completely untrue allegations, and uh, we, we did not kill this person. Um, what is what is the evidence against us? That would be stab wounds in the body and three strangers with swords. 
And as you say that, she reaches forward and she's still holding the axe in one hand and she grabs one of your arms and pulls you forward a step. And one of the guards <laughs> takes a pair of handcuffs, pretty old, rusted looking handcuffs. They don't look like they see a lot of use and they go on either side of your wrists. And she reaches for Nerium and then and then again, again, the same. And then she reaches over to Taro and pulls you forward a step and again, and all three of you now have cuffs on your wrists. Uh, I would like to say, um, uh, actually, that second sword also belongs to um, the lady with the red hand. I do not possess a sword and um, absolutely nothing to do with any crime that has been committed here. Yep, neither do I. She, uh, she's our sword carrier. She carries all three swords. No, I, this is this is completely untrue. Uh, hmm. Well, some good friends you are. Have I have I seen this model of handcuff before? Um. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, Hold I, on. I feel like this is a reasonable question. Yeah, she'd probably give you a reasonable answer. Yes. Cool, thank you. uh, Have I seen this model of handcuff before? No. Uh, Have I seen this model of handcuff before? (laughs) (laughs) Things are coming out now, huh? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So, the guard woman, as you're starting to get the impression that this is sort of the head of the guards, she points to you, Natalia, in the middle, and she says... I don't care who carries the swords. You're all under arrest. Pat them down real quick. And the two guards step forward and very, very gingerly start to pat you guys down. Who here is carrying concealed weapons? Me. Yeah. Anyone else got anything on them? I don't believe so. I think I had like a dagger in my backpack, maybe. Okay. Yeah, I've got some stuff in my backpack, but nothing else. I have a dagger in my skirt and a coin purse and um, a sewing kit and some other random bits and pieces, including thieves tools. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, so one of the guards starts batting you down and you feel their hand go over the dagger and then keep going. They don't seem to have noticed it. And then they pat over where your thieves tools would be and keep going and the other guard starts to open your backpacks that you have and look through them and what do you have in there taro yep i've got a lot of shit right i've got some dice i've got some cards i've got all sorts of shit you know probably she pulls out a dagger and from yours natalia what's in there Uh, i've got a diary a book a crowbar a hammer (laughs) She pulls out a crowbar and a hammer and looks confused. <laughs> Look. did, she, did they find my sewing kit? Uh, no, they didn't. They, they didn't find any of my stuff. They not seem to check that. Have you got a backpack as well? Uh, no, because I don't no. travel out in the no. world normally. I, you know, normal day at no, work. They, they don't seem to have noticed what is on you, Meredith, but they do pull out the hammer, the crowbar from Natalia's backpack and the dagger from Tara's. And one of them goes, I found this, I found these. And the main guard takes them and she looks at the hammer and she turns it in her hands and she goes, I I think I've got enough evidence for this now. I would like to um, gasp in obvious horror as these things are produced. <gasps> Roll this... me a deception check. This looks a lot worse than it is. That would be a nat 20. I, I'm very shocked and surprised by this. Roll me a, a, a deception check. 16. She kind of looks over the two of you and then she puts her hand on the handcuffs between Natalia's and she starts to pull you out the room and she goes, all right, bring the other two as well. But this one, I think, is maybe the one we're looking for. 
I always knew you wanted to lead the band. Saying nothing, just shuffling out. But possibly looking a bit upset. Okay, as you guys are pulled through the sitting room, or, well, as Natalia is pulled, Tara and Meredith, you both have a short sword sort of nervously at your backs. And as you go through the sitting room, Devon is standing by his kitchen area and his face is just white and there are tears rolling down his cheeks and he says nothing as you guys are dragged past him. You guys are led through the village and at this point you can see now that there are people looking out that seems to be mostly humans and dwarves and they're looking out of windows and peering around buildings and you guys are taken to this sort of big building in the middle that seems to be the centre of town but there doesn't seem to be any community building. And at the back, you can see that there's a sort of fortified shed and you guys are dragged inside and one chair is pulled forward and Natalia, you are sat down on that pulled forward chair. Taro and Nerium, you guys are pushed towards the back wall and sat down on the two other chairs against the back wall. I want to lean over. How close am I to Mary? Uh, You're about 10 foot from each other. I won't whisper anything then in that case. Uh, you can certainly try to whisper things. I, I feel like that's outside of whisper range. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's that's more of a murmur at that point. Um, but she stands back and she looks at all of you, and she goes, "For your sake, don't move." And she leaves the building. Uh, the door shuts and is locked, and you can hear the two guards standing on either side go into place. What do you want to do? So the three of us are alone in the room now? Yeah, there are no windows. It's an extra shed that seems to have like wood and iron and stone put into it to keep it stronger. No windows. No windows, just one door. Are we like attached to the chairs or are we just sitting? You're just sitting. Right. I very slowly stand up mm-hmm. and turn around. Okay, okay. Um. And, and I'm whispering this. What? What? Why why you abandoned me so quickly? I thought we were all in this together, you know, all woke up in this weird magic cave. Well you've you've got magic. You can you can get yourself out of this with magic. I know, but I don't want to unless I have to. Well, okay? well I'm gonna I don't be... wanna be arrested unless I can avoid it, so I think we're all kind of on the same page as far as that goes. Look, I don't know what either of you did before we ended up in that cave. So I'm reserving judgment. Well, I mean... It's as simple as this. I didn't kill that man, and... You did kill those other two people, though. I didn't kill that man. Anything else is not relevant. Please do not bring that up. (laughs) I did not kill that man, and you two are my witnesses, because I've been with you since I woke up this morning. Okay? Well, that's certainly true. We'll have to wait and see what the... uh what they have to say about that because I'm not sure these guys are up to any kind of advanced detective techniques I'm sure they're not which means it should be no great difficulty to make sure that this doesn't go any further than it has to if you try and stab me in the back I will fuck you up okay (laughs) I'm not asking for you to lie or to, to do anything against your moral compass I'm just asking you to tell the truth and not betray me okay well, um, that doesn't seem to work out so well for me in the past. Anyway, has anyone got anything sharp, like a, a needle, a hairpin, anything like that? I will take out my embroidery scissors 
Okay. And uh, hand them to Tarry. I I'd like to have a go at trying to pick the lock. I, and and I my bum is like still on the chair, and I'm just leaning as hard, far as I can. Okay. Uh, roll me a. Have you got thieves' tools, Tarry? No. Nope. No, you don't have proficiency in it. So just roll me a dexterity check. I don't think it's sleight of hand. Uh, I don't think it's sleight okay. of hand to do that unless you've got thieves' cool. tools. I'm willing to check for you though. Well, that's a thirteen. If I don't. Give me one minute. We're consulting the tome of knowledge. <laughs> Man, I built a bad character. What if I built a character who had no skills? <laughs> what if I play a lying coward? <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, that is... You've kind of nailed it. No, that's me. No, last time I played a character in D&D and got accused of a crime, it was fucking Ed. And he nearly had me burned at the stake. Oh, God, I mean, that, that was That time thing. I committed the crime, to be fair. But... Do you know what, Ed? It's a fucking dexterity check. I was right. All right. What did I say? 13. 13. There we go. 13? You get the embroidery scissors in, and embroidery scissors are very delicate little pieces of metal. And as you I mean, try to jam it into the lock to unpick it, you who are not particularly proficient in unpicking locks... You push the scissors, and the scissors bend. Well, I've improved these now. I suppose. At that moment, the door bursts open again. I am off my chair at that point because I just saw him bend my only pair of scissors. Okay. And I'm going, you fuck. (laughs) Now, did you just say you fuck, and then stop? I didn't get quite to the end of the word. No. Okay. Okay. The door opened. Oh, yep. Thank God, we almost had a swear in this show. I know. <laughs> the door again opens, and the woman standing there, she sees you, and she immediately points her axe at you, and she goes, "Sit." I do that. I do that now. Okay. And what is that in your hands? And she strides over to you, Taro, and she reaches down and she pulls the embroideries out of your hands and looks at them, and she goes. I see you're trying to pick your locks and get out, are you? That's clever. Mm, I like that. No, this is the murder way. <laughs> what? Why roll would me, you say that? <laughs> roll me deception with disadvantage. Interesting. Okay, I can do that. I Where can roll two dice at once. That'll be a 13. You're a fucking idiot. And she puts this in some sort of pouch that she has as part of her armour. And she steps back, and you can see now in the door is a dwarf with this sort of very thick grey beard and dark brown skin. And they are carrying a book and a sort of ink pen. And they're looking pretty nervous. And the woman, she points to the table and she goes, Sit, Torin, I want you to take the notes on this. And Torin very gingerly sits down and opens their book. And the guard turns to you and she goes, Names, now, you first. And she points at you, Natalia. Natalia. Natalia what? Natalia Nightlark. There's a sort of kss, 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 as your name gets written down as she points to you, Taro. And you? Terocles Tarnassian. Spelling? T-A-R-O-C-L-E-S-T-A-R-N-A-S-S-I-A-N. <laughs> There's a little kss, kss, as the name is written down. And then she turns to you, Meredith, and she goes, and you? Nerium Oleander. There is again a as the name is written down. That's not what you told us. I believe you may have misremembered, Taro. Alright. Maybe I did. She gives you all a long look and she goes, 
How did you get here? On foot. We don't. true we got here and we don't know how part of it was on foot we woke up we woke woke up at the top of the mountain and we don't know how we got there we walked straight down and found ourselves here we've been kidnapped we are the victims of a crime really my friend here is telling the complete truth It's Yubi, your DM. I just wanted to nip in here real quick and say thank you so much for listening. I assume at this point you've listened to episodes one and two, uh, maybe even our behind the scenes getting mortal episode. Who knows? I'm not here to judge your listening style. Um, But I just wanted to say thank you so much, everybody who has listened who's been supporting us on social media as we've been getting up to our launch. Really big shout out to all the amazing people on Twitter who've been helping us out. Um, A huge shout out to DiceBard, at DiceBard on Twitter, who amazingly kindly donated an amazing set of dice uh, for us to give away. Please go and check out their stuff. It is amazing. And all the little things they give us in rhyme are just... It's so fun. It's really good fun. So absolutely, please check them out. Just want to say again, thank you to all the people who joined our mailing list. It's still not too late. Uh, You can absolutely still do that on our website. We are themortalpath.com. Hell yeah, we got the site. Um, So yeah, you just need to type in themortalpath.com and you should get to our website, which will have links to all of our social media, our um, mailing list, everything that you could possibly need to join us. Speaking of joining us, we do also have a Twitter, which is at themortalpath. Uh, we've got a Facebook page at The Mortal Path. We've also got a Tumblr at The Mortal Path. Um, and you can, of course, find us on Podbean, on iTunes, on wherever you're kind of listening to your podcast through, unless it's like the bottom line of like the chain. We can't, we're only on Podbean on that level. If you find us on somewhere else, then I don't know what's happening. But yeah, we're on Podbean at the minute. Uh, we are on iTunes and you should be able to find us on any app that plays podcasts through those sorts of medias. Um, we really hope that you guys are enjoying the show. Just as like a word of warning, it's about to get really weird up in here. And I feel like I should maybe give you guys a little bit of a heads up um, that there's some there's some stuff coming up that I think you'll <laughs> I think it's going to be like Marmite. I think you're either going to love it or you'll be like, what the hell are you doing? Um, but I really hope that you stick with us and, and you ride it out with these absolutely amazing, weird and very wonderful characters that um, Ed, Gary and Kitty have made. We really, really hope that you guys are enjoying the show. If you want to support us, you can always find us on Twitter. We are so keen to hear from you. You can also shoot us an email, uh, which is themortalpath at gmail.com to let us know how you think we're doing. Also, if you have a moment and you feel like subscribing and rating us and leaving a review on iTunes, it would help us out so 
much. iTunes really looks at like downloads and subscribers and every single rating would really, really help us out. So if you're enjoying the episodes, if you're liking what we're doing, please think about heading over to iTunes and leaving us a review. We would so appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we might be picking some more names out from reviews to put in the show. A couple of people uh, in our mailing list have um, already been chosen and (laughs) will be appearing, (laughs) Um, much to either their delight or horror. I'm not quite sure. But yeah, thank you so much. I'm going to let you guys get back to the story now. Uh, Oh, very quick note about our schedule. So we released these three in our behind the scenes on our launch date. We will be releasing episode four uh, next week, which I believe will be the 24th. And then we will be releasing episode five on the 31st. And then there's going to be a week gap and we're going to release episode six on the 14th on Valentine's Day. Oh, that's our loving present from us to you. And then it's going to be every two weeks after that. So the 14th then the 28th and so on and so forth. Uh, just so we can keep kind of trying to keep the production standards up. I write a lot of the music in this. And so I also work a 40 hour a week job and do another podcast. So I need some time to do all of that. Oh, and I also just want to give a really big shout out to Rachel Graff, who wrote our theme song. So that really awesome uh, theme song that you hear at the beginning and end of each episode, that was actually written, composed, recorded by Rachel Graff, an incredibly talented composer. You can find her website at rachelgraff.com, which is R-A-C-H-E-L-G-R-A-F-F.com. We will definitely be tweeting some links out. You can find her on Twitter she's just fantastic. So thank you so much for our theme tune, Rachel. It is amazing. But yeah, I'm gonna let you guys get back to the show. Hope you enjoy these shenanigans. She looks at all of you and she goes, so you walk up on a mountain and just walk down it. Where else would we have gone? Roll persuasion. Uh, no fun. Can I assist? Yeah, that's, that's not great. That's ten. Not yet. Hold on. Let me make a note of this. She looks again over all of you and she's still holding that axe. And she goes, right. So you walk up on the mountain. You don't know how you got there. You've been kidnapped. Who kidnapped you? I'd like to know. You have no memory. What is the last thing you remember? Before waking up on the mountain, um, I had just finished the uh, back of the bodice for uh, Lord Asseline's daughter's trousseau. Yeah, ass. I do not respond to that at all. No matter what I might call him in the privacy of my own head, I do not respond to that at all. Natalia puts her head in her hands. She shoots Tarot a long look and then her eyes go back to you, Nerium, and she goes, Right, and whereabouts is this Lord whatever his name is? Lord Asselin and his family live in the higher quarter of Hopewell, which is where I live, which is where I was two days ago. And what about you then? I was uh, I was just drinking in a tavern in, in Axis. Might have had one too many. And then I wake up on a mountain. What's that for? Well, I'm hoping you're going to tell me. And she turns to you, Natalia, and she goes, And you? Where were you before you woke up on the mountain? 
I last remember being asleep, well, going to sleep, in my room, in the Red Tooth Inn, in the city of Sindarian. Sindarian? Did I stutter? <laughs> she very slowly twirls her axe, and the blade is about as big as your head, and she chunk it down on the floor and goes, No, love, you didn't stutter. I was just surprised because Sindarian is on the other side of the world, wondering how you got here in two days, halfway up a mountain that you reportedly woke up on. I've never even met your friend Aston, and I would like to know that myself as well. And now right, you'll that's never win. <laughs> right. That's funny, you see, because his body has been recovered, and it's got stab wounds in it and a wee bit of battery, and I found on your persons. Three swords, one of which I've just been informed has red on the end of it, and a hammer. And Devons told me what path you were coming down, and Aston was discovered a wee bit further up that path. And so I'm just trying to correlate all of these stories, you understand, because it's not really making a lot of sense to me so far. I've got a dead villager. And three strangers with swords. Yes, but you've got three strangers with swords and very, very bad alibis. Wouldn't we have come up with something better? And why would we have killed him? Yes, what is what is our motive here? And if we did kill this a- Aston, Aston? Which we did, and Then why would we just walk into town and uh, seek with rest brother. with his brother? Romy persuasion. All three of you, Romy persuasion. Oh my I god, that's got terrible. a natural one. That plus my modifier <laughs> is seven. Fourteen. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> We're gonna get that one. Yeah. <laughs> a seven and a boy, fourteen. I'm glad I okay. used a natural twenty on opening the door because that went <laughs> so well. <laughs> that was a very good decision that you made there. Yeah, that was wise to use it there. She looks at all three of you and she goes, You may have noticed we've not got a lot of crime round here. We don't have a lot of strife. So my word is law in matters like these. Now for killing Aston, I would have imposed a similar sort of penalty. Have the punishment fit the crime. But Devon has insisted that you get a fair trial down in Grendelford. So because you haven't managed to offer me evidence or alibis that I can credibly believe, I'm going to put you on a card and take you down to Grendelford. And maybe you can convince them. How can we convince someone of something we haven't done? Well, if we're having a fair trial, then we deserve a fair defence. And our own chance to do an investigation. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to see the body? Yes. Oh, I don't. We'll turn around then. And she again leaves the room and the door clicks locked shut behind her. Um, I will turn around and I will withdraw from my skirts the small mirror that I have as part of my thieves' tools. Okay. She comes back in like 30 seconds later and she is carrying one end of the stretcher and one of the guards has got the other end. And this guard again just looks terrified, pale-faced. You can see that they're sweating a bit. And on this stretcher... Man, do people not die in this village? Pardon? They're all acting like they've never seen a dead body. You probably haven't. At least not one that looks like this, because as the stretcher is brought in, you can see that it's slightly covered in ice. It's definitely been snowed on. And as the door opens, you can see that it is snowing outside and that there do seem to be deep wounds 
on the chest area that look quite narrow and look quite thin. Definitely evidence of some sort of like battery happened to the body. It's not good. All right, now have um, have you have you searched him? For what? Clothes, obviously. He's wearing them. Is he? Is he? Is he? Anything been stolen from him? Has his coin purse been stolen or anything? Um, I would like to angle my mirror so that I can just see in case there's anything weird about the body that I might spot. Apart from it being a very dead body, it doesn't look particularly weird. She shakes her head and goes, no, nothing's been taken. I will slip my mirror back into my skirts before she notices that I had it out. Wait, I'm confused. Are we turned around? I'm turned around. You guys are looking at it. Oh, I see. Okay. I'm going to look at the uh, look at the cuts and see if mm-hmm. they look like they're made by our kind of swords. They look like they are deep, thin stabs from something. They're small circular wounds that go quite deep. Circular? Yep. Circular? Kind of circular-ish. It's hard to see. There's quite a lot of gore on them. Interesting. I'm just going to roll a check to see if Nat would think of this. Okay. Uh, these are some circular uh, wounds here. This is not the kind of cut one would make with a blade. At least not mine. Oh? I mean, I could give you a demonstration if you like. No. You're not getting your weapons. And I think these cuts do match up, actually. Well, I think we ought to see the scene of the crime too. And do our little investigation around town. I've got some questions to ask. The guard kind of goes, can we take him out now? And she goes, one moment. And she helps take the body back out. And it's put somewhere near the building, and you can hear now outside that there are sort of murmuring crowds. And she walks back in and closes the door and goes, No, I think I've had enough. I think the Grendelford with you. Well, it's where we're going anyway. Excellent. Certainly is now. (laughs) You guys are taken out of the building, and you can see now that there are indeed crowds gathered. And she leads you towards this kind of small area that you can see where you can see that there's a cart that's half kind of loaded with groceries and things like that not groceries what would they have wood and coal and stuff supplies there is a cart that is loaded with supplies and just beside that is one that's got a covering and she leads toward it and she points and goes all right in you get i hop in we get in yeah okay the crowd is silent now as the cart starts to trundle down the path and you can see that the back bit of the cart where the spaces stand one of the guards has sat there and is clutching the short sword that they have and looking nervous as the big guard sits at the front i want to just yell i presume that we're all quite close together at this point yeah you're all in the car i i would like to huddle in towards the other two and go what the fuck do we do now they've got my real name we have to get out of this i want to yell you you haven't heard the last of detective tarot tarnassian <laughs> yeah. And then I'm going to whisper to, to, to our pals. They have heard the last. That's not my name. And I'm never coming back. Do we want to burst out of here? I mean, I suppose we have to. I mean, I, I, I only gave my name because I knew that I was innocent. And I make some change, really. But if we run now... I'm not, I'm not, I'm not good enough at, 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 at lying or any of that sort of thing. I... I We've got to get out of here, but I don't know how best we go about it. You two have got magic. How are you going to do this? Look, uh, uh, we're not going to get far in this weather. You can't... You've not got any warming us up magic or anything. Look, I don't know why you keep saying I've got magic. I made a goat appear. That's not exactly useful. Oh, and then I exploded. Yeah, neither of those are useful for cold. No. 
Well, is that all you got then? Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think so. These men escorting us. They'll have clothes. Are you killing more people, Nat? Not killing per se, just um, incapacitating I mean, in the interim. People die of exposure. Do we still have cuffs? Uh, yeah, you are still cuffed. Oh, can I get my thieves? To- I mean, are we in an enclosed? You are in an enclosed one, but there is a guard sitting like right by the. It's not like open. There's like a little semicircle that you can see out of, and you can see that there right. is a guard sitting like right there. How far away? May I try and surreptitiously take my cuffs off? Yep. Just what would I roll for that? Roll me your dexterity check with your proficiency. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't think I managed that. What did that you was get? A three. Uh, <laughs> I'd roll my me stealth. Yeah. Oh, well, the stealth is 19. You very stealthily manage to break your thieves' tools inside the very rusted lock of your hand. Just one of them, though. I mean, I've got a number of How far away are we from... Like, how long have we been in this thing for? In the cart? Yep. At this moment, like, ten minutes. Uh, okay. Um, did we get any health from sleeping or anything? Yeah, yeah. You've all had a long rest. Do I get my slots back? You do. Yeah. How about... We wait until we're an hour or so away, and then we uh, try and get out by more uh, unsubtle means. All right. I think I think you're probably best for it. Well, well the difficulty with that, though, is that one they are, they'll be looking for us in Grendelford, and they'll be looking for us back in Little Ebbing. And according to um, Devin, there isn't anywhere else around here, so we're still going to die of exposure. Don't worry, I've got a plan. I would like to know what that is. Somebody will hear. We've been whispering a lot, right? Yeah, you've all been... You've been whispering? Uh, the guard hasn't moved outside. They haven't made any movement as to indicate whether or not they can hear you. I'm just going to wait. I want to wait till for like an hour or whatever. Okay, an hour passes. Nothing particularly happens. The cart keeps moving on. All right. <laughs> I've I've been poisoned. The witch has poisoned me. Roll deception. I would like to put my head in my hands. I rolled a ten. I'm not rolling for shit today. The guard outside puts their head in and you can see that there is shock and horror written all over their face and they go (gasps) and then you hear from the front the guard go don't listen to them. Hanmar, get back. Oh my god, I think he has been poisoned, though. Persuasion or decept- deception, presumably? Deception. Uh, I-, I agree. 15? He looks very blue. Roll deception. And what did you get? I got 15. 15? Nine. You hear the guard go, Hanmar, do not listen to them. Get back to your post. I want to... And I'm going to try and, like, stumble out the back and fall out the back of the, of the caravan. Okay. Make me a dexterity check. Alright, we're into my good books now. Not that we weren't for the last three checks. We're still not. That's an eight. <laughs> oh, God! We're scared. This is where we end. This is where we die. <laughs> you, like, stumble to your feet, and as you do, you're still trying to act this, like, choking poison. The cart hits a rock, and you kind of, as you're trying to stumble out the back, you stumble forward to a point where you just kind of, like, get the hand of the guard, like, right in the middle of your face, and they kind of go, and push you back into the cart. <laughs> 
Um, sitting on the floor of the car, I look at the others and I go, all right, fine, maybe we have to kill them all. Uh, well, in that case, and now how, how long is the chain of these handcuffs? About what, like 20 centimeters? Okay, so what I'm gonna do, I'm okay. gonna move <gasps> one hand, so it's like grabbing the chain. Okay. To the chains in the palm of my hand. Okay. I'm going to point that hand at the guard. Uh huh. And I'm going to unleash a blast at him. Uh, an Eldritch uh-huh. Bolt? Okay. You can do that now, so. Do I make a dexterity uh, saving throw no, or do you attack. just hit me? Just make an oh, attack, for okay. Fuck's... Nine. <laughs> Nine. Jesus oh, good fucking. God. Jeez, fuck. <laughs> you again you kind of like half stand up and this guard their face turns kind of from gentle horror to true fear because you feel this swirling gathering magic and again as you're about to unleash about to unleash this blast again the cart hits rocking you go out through the top of the ceiling and the cart screeches to halt and a half second later that main guard is right back there with an axe and she goes what the fuck was that? It was the witch. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Look, you've trapped me in here with some kind of magic witch who a poisoned me, which I'm still getting over actually, and also seems to be able to shoot this magic fire shit. If you don't let me go right now, you and everyone you love will die. And as I say that, I imbue it with a bit of magic. Okay, okay. Roll me a just roll me a d twenty. Oh. <laughs> Not picture, Gary throwing a dice across the room. A one? Oh, a classical one. one. Oh, okay. Okay. The suffering bus has reached the okay. station. The little pink flowers appear. Around. No, 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 no. What happens is, Natalia, as you gather yourself to say that. <laughs> The guard strikes out, and with the flat of her blade, she into the side of your head, and you are not cold. <laughs> what? Fair enough. Please. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the best thing for everyone. I rolled Do a natural know? 19 against the nat one. You are knocked out cold with a single to the side of the head. Cool. You're not like... You lose uh, You lose two HP, but you are now knocked out cold, and you are prone on the ground, unconscious, in front We're of Miriam and Taro. I don't... I really like this character. I don't want him to die in episode three. Out of interest, is all our stuff with us on this? this... It is not, no. You don't have any of your swords. You don't have anything in your backpacks. All right. You can't see it. Okay. It's not in the back with you, at least. Oh, 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 thank you, girl. You've saved me from the witch. She just gives you a long look and she goes, shut up, and then goes back to the front of the cart. I mean, this isn't going to be something I'm any good at, but I'm just going to roll another medicine check on uh, to see if I can wake Nat up and, you know, okay. she's all right. Roll me a medicine check. That's 15. 15, okay. Uh, Nat is breathing. She is stable. She has just got a bruise forming on the side of her head and she's probably going to be out cold for a couple of hours. All right. That didn't work. (laughs) Do you think? Do you guys make any other escape plots? I'm not gonna. I think the luck isn't with us on this one. Although, maybe we haven't pushed it far enough. (laughs) Oh, God. You tell me. The world is your oyster. It's in your hands, my guys. I'm not going to stop you. You've already fucked up so many opportunities to get out of this mess you're in. I know! What was I it's great. trying to jump for when I tried to get out of the cart earlier? Like, is there like an open back? I'm thinking of like a kind of frontier 
It's exactly like a frontier thing. There's an open back, but the guard is very much sitting there and is watching you now. Okay. I'm just gonna... Hey, uh, uh, guard, how long have we got left till we get to Grimdark or wherever we're going? <laughs> Grendelford. Uh, uh, a c- couple of hours. A couple of hours? No. Uh. Can you please just sit quietly? I just want to go home at the end of this. Please don't. So do I. Don't murder anyone else. Just. All right. I'm going to sit quietly for a while, but I'm going to look visibly bored. Okay. <laughs> you cross your legs. You kind of like try and cross your arms with handcuffs on as much as you can. Um, Nat just like now propped up by Nerium. The hours pass. The ride is uneventful. You can see that you're passing through this very dark pine tree like forest. As uh, Nat wakes up like mm. after a while. So what what position is what what position am I in? I think you're like propped up sitting against like the wall of the caravan. You guys are probably here just a bit of like faint sobbing. Oh, I'm gonna reach out and just sort of pat Natalia pat on the Nat. shoulder gently. I'm not. Um, yeah, that's why I said Natalia because Pat Nat sounds. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it wasn't supposed to be like this. I was. I was supposed to be a hero. What? Here, here, God, I'm bored. Uh, not can, again. Uh, you've not got any cards <laughs> or anything, right? We could play a game. Pass the time. You hear a moment of like hesitation, and then you hear from the front, "Don't listen to them." I'm going to lean back and go. I spy with my <laughs> eye. Something beginning with T. I'm not playing this game. I've no interest in this. Oh, you can't guess it. Oh, no. I wonder if the guard can guess it. I'm not allowed to talk to you. Come on, buddy. It's a bit of fun. Oh. Probably three. Yes, very good. Your turn. Something beginning with M. Oh, that's very difficult. I can tell you're very clever. Okay. Well, I guess we lost this game. Let's, uh... We're now not, how about we're not so bad Let's see how you really can play. You can talk to us. We're not so bad. <laughs> Again, you hear from the front. Do I have to come back and gag you all? I'd like I to will. point out that the witch is very bad. Very bad witch. But we're good. We're good. Not like the witch who did poison me. We're, I will point good. out again. We're all innocent, all three of us. <laughs> Except of poisoning, which was committed. I don't even see poison. Give up on it, Taro. Nobody believes you. <laughs> Do you guys make any other escape attempts I in mean, this I'm cart? I mean, I'm vaguely trying to butter up the guard. I don't think. I want to ask the guard how he feels. Both of you, roll me persuasion checks. All right. This is the most fumbling attempt at this. <laughs> I Will I roll a good roll? Just roll. This is the a- natural one. <laughs> However, <laughs> as a fucking halfling. Oh, the thing. That's a seventeen. A what? It's a 17. Wait, and I didn't even have I got a 19. 20. Okay. Fucking 20. Okay, okay. All right, we already uh, turned our right. juices on. After about six hours or so, you finally managed to get to a point with the guard where you have learned that their name is uh, Han Marsan. They have lived in Little Ebbing all their life, and they are very, very frightened of all three of you. So it is the three of us that everybody's been frightened of, not the chief guard lady. Yeah, no, it's you. <laughs> it's definitely... There seems to be a bit of incredulousness 
and as you sort of like, I assume, try to protest your innocence, there does seem to be parts where Hanmar does seem to kind of go, you guys do seem so incompetent that it is yeah. difficult to imagine you do mean, doing a murder, but yeah. <laughs> but I can barely imagine you doing a hit, but uh, at this point I'm sort of under orders. That's the sort of vibe you're getting, even with your roles, I'm afraid. Because you fumbled a lot we of them. You really fucking did. That was a You really fucked it up. You really... I tried so hard. I tried so hard, but you fucked it up. So now you're on your way to Grendelford. So... Han, Han, will you will you come visit my grave when I'm dead? <laughs> Put flowers at it? Uh, I mean, they may be... If I had a wife, would you tell her I loved her? Yes... Oh, just, just Do you let have him, a wife? No. Let him just sit in peace. No, and then I, I say, say no again, and I sort of wink. <laughs> I say, well, that's one good thing in this world. Look, I'm trying everything here, Mary. I'm, I'm really pulling out the stops. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake, it's Nerium. You know that now. All right, fine. I just thought I was playing along. As you guys are speaking, you can suddenly hear noise. Noise like drummings and distant music and you can hear the clattering of other carts getting louder and louder and there's a sort of kind of of fireworks and the cart rolls to a stop and you hear from the front the guard go oh fuck and then the guard at the back Hanmar, they look at you and go oh today is the ice tooth carnival isn't it and you hear the guard at the front go Today is not my fucking day. And the cart starts to go back into motion, but a hell of a lot slower. And after about five minutes or so, you can hear that you guys are at some sort of gateway. Because you can see now behind you some sort of queue of other carts and people trying to get into the city. And you can hear the guard talking to the two guards at the gates. Roll me perception checks. I got a natural 20 on this useless fucking shitty check. <laughs> I, I, well, I also got 20 with my modifier. 12. 12. Natalia, you've managed to stop crying. You have calmed down a bit. Uh, but you are still upset about that magic incident and you are still kind of keeping close to Nerium. And you are just sort of looking out behind you and trying to work out what's happening. But both Taro and Nerium, you can hear the guard talking to these two guys. They seem to know each other. And after a moment, you hear one of them, one of the guards that you don't recognize, go, Oh, well, it's simple. Just take them to model. She's in town this year, so they'll be able to help you out. And the guard that's been with you all this time goes, All right, I suppose that's fine. But will you help me take them? I can't take the cart through the streets like this. And the guards go, that's fine I'll take you I'll help and a moment later she appears with two other guards who are decked in very silvery clothes and armour and it's very ceremonial and they're carrying two very long like javelins that seem to have some sort of like tooth like blade at the end and you guys are brought out of the cart and into the street and the cart is then driven off to the side and looking around you guys have arrived at a pretty big city 
in the full swing of some sort of festival or carnival. It smells amazing. There are fried foods and meats and stews. You can see lights burning. There are fireworks still going off in the sky. In front of you, these people puppeting this huge silvery snake are weaving through the streets as it dances above everyone else. Everyone is laughing and joking and people aren't paying you very much attention. And all three of you have a hand suddenly clamped down on your shoulders. Uh-huh. Tell me more about this snake. Is it like a Chinese dragon kind of snake? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Parts of it on like poles held up in the air and it's sort of writhing across the crowds. Its head dips down every so often and its jaws open and close. And every time it does, you can see that the there is a tooth missing at the front. Um, And these crowds, are they... What sort of races are they made up of? It's a pretty diverse mix. It mostly seems to be humans and dwarves, but there do seem to be elves, half-elves... There are tieflings, there are humans, there are... I said humans. There are gnomes, there are halflings. There are people of all sorts here. Um, If I... Now, this hand on my shoulder is strong, isn't it? It's got a very good grip on the three of you. Mm-hmm. So it probably wouldn't be um, an acrobatics check. It would be athletics if I attempted to just get the fuck out of there. Uh, you are welcome to try. I would like to attempt to duck out of their grip and run towards the silver snake. Okay. Um, ooh, that would be 19. Okay, for athletics? Uh, for acrobatics. This is an athletics. Which to... is a dex one. Okay, for athletics. Hmm, okay, that's 12. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so like, you're trying to like pull out of this grip. You're not trying to wriggle. There is a hand. I'm very wriggly. Yeah. But unfortunately, you guys are all unfortunately wearing nightshirts over your Damn. clothing. So there is a hand very firmly entangled in that material. And a 12 will not cut it. Can I look at who's attached to the hand? I would like in that case to say immediately, oh, I'm sorry, I just wanted to see the snake. Okay. I want to see who's attached to the hand. You have one of the new guards. They are a a human, tall and broad, holding on to you very tightly. All right, pal. He looks down at you and he goes, not bad, mate, yourself. I've been better, I have to say. Hey, you're in a bit of shit. Don't worry, though. Sounds good, pal. Sounds good. You got much time <laughs> off for the uh, for the festival? A wee bit here and there. Not so bad sitting here, getting to watch it go by. But who's this Marlow? The other guard who's holding on to Nerium turns to you and goes, Marlow, you'll have to wait and see. But she's uh, she's something else. She is. She's got you know, she's got the gift. Oh, good. What? Well, she can prove we're innocent then. She can. She's an oracle. <sighs> Magic powers. Divine, you know. That sort of thing. She tells fortunes mostly, but last year she sorted out a case. Excellent. That is wonderful news. The hand on your shoulder, which belongs to the main guard who's been squatting you so far, pushes you forward. And you can see now that looking around, the other guard has all of your weapons and your items, but they're hanging behind you. So your stuff is there. And... She begins to march you through the crowds. They are stuffed full of people. There are huge snake puppets weaving across the top. There are streamers, lanterns, people on the upper windows who are throwing fistfuls of silver powder that is just going everywhere. The place is alive with music and song. Can I just say, I just rolled a quick dexterity check to make sure I didn't trip up over the hem of the nightshirt that I am wearing as I am being marched through them. Um, I got, uh, and I'm assuming that is an acrobatics check. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a 25. 
Okay. You have got this amazing way of not standing on the extra three feet of material that is sort of trailing behind you. You manage to hook it over your shoes and shuffle elegantly. But as you guys are led through the streets, you can see that you are being taken towards the center of town. And there is this big building made of gray stone that curves up and up and up. It's pretty impressive building for what you kind of assume is a town in the sort of middle of nowhere. And there is a stage constructed in front of it. And sitting on that stage on a chair is a half-orc woman with dark green skin and hair that is so white it almost seems to be glowing. And she is waving her hand slowly and floating above her is this conjuration of Ice Tooth the Viper. And it is curling around the planet Alphal. And, and as she's telling this story and you get a bit closer, you can hear her voice as if she was speaking right in front of you. And for those of you three who now know what magic feels like, there is a crackle of it in the air and over your skin as you step forward. And you see the snake dip and weave and curl around the whole planet as if it was really there and bite into its own tail. And as you step forward, she, still talking, looks at all three of you and raises her eyebrows. 